With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to a Monday here on the Ken Miller Show. It's 1700 KBGG. Trent Connor and myself with you for the next two hours as we talk sports with you. Busy show today. Lots to recap from the weekend. Going to be a lot of golf. If you don't like golf, you've probably come to the wrong place. We're going to do a lot on the U.S. Open here in the first hour. Matt Rudy, senior writer, Golf Digest. He was at Shinnecock for the weekend. We will get uh, his thoughts on uh, what he saw unfold Live and in person, we'll opine from what we saw watching uh, the television broadcast on Fox, which, to no surprise, was panned uh, because, well, Joe Buck is part of it. Um, I don't get it, but uh, that seems to be the way that it is. So we'll do a lot of golf uh, with uh, Matt Rudy. We will do some other topics. I mean, golf and soccer on the show, Trent? <laughs> Playing the hit. Well, we are, right? I mean, um, not a lot going on. Yeah. Although Cubs cards was good this weekend. Twins Indians was good. Thought it could have been better for your Twins mm-hmm. had they been able to complete the sweep on Sunday. Likewise for the Cubs, although Cardinal fans weren't uh, certainly not disappointed that they took the finale of that set on Sunday Night Baseball. You know, as I'm watching that last night, it's um, it's a great way to end the weekend. I think it's kind of relaxing, right? Yeah. You kind of you you certainly you've got an interest because it's two local teams, uh, so you're going to pay maybe a little bit more attention than you normally would to a typical Sunday nighter. But um, boy, the Cubs had their chances early in that baseball game. They just and Jack Flaherty, who you said last week is um, you you thought he's got a chance to be a real nice player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hadn't seen enough of him, but certainly after last night, I see where you're coming from. He was really good, worked out of jam after jam. 22 years old, Trent Condon, uh, and the Cardinals might have something here. How do they always find these? I mean, it just it is incredible that organization, and, and now that right now they're staring at for the first time in this millennial, this century, three straight years without a, a uh, appearance in the playoffs. But which is unheard of for that franchise. It is. But they just find guys. Mm-hmm. We're not talking now. The Alex Reyes, anybody can see that. I sure, mean, that that's a guy that's easy to find. And obviously, injuries notwithstanding, but guys like this that are nice prospects, but they come up and they're ready to go. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not a learning curve for a lot of them. It just I'm I'm so impressed with that organization year in and year out. Just the consistency and to do something that it just frankly doesn't happen. In many other organizations where middling prospects come up and become productive, solid Major League Baseball players. And maybe they have another one here in Flaherty. Yeah, they might have another one in that kid Harrison Bader, the right fielder. Yes. Boy, is he got a gun. My God. 
Uh, he was showing off a little bit last night, and it was fun to watch as he was uh, throwing baseballs uh, to third base. And uh, boys, good players. The, the Cardinals were that was a fun fun watch last night. But again, uh, if you're if you're a Cubs fan, you felt like um, especially when you know Baez gets hit in the elbow, and apparently that's not going to be as bad as it looked because it certainly at the time he was rolling on the ground in pain and had to be removed from the uh, game right away. But uh, fun way to end the weekend last uh, last night. Uh, Sunday night baseball on ESPN. Well, let's get to the golf, and I guess we got to get to the story. Um, you know, my biggest takeaway from the whole weekend it was not Brooks Kepka, who was really good. Yes, it was not how you know is Zach Johnson. And I wish he, I wish he just would have owned it because he was right. Um, you know, he was critical of the golf course right after his round, and then took back to Twitter to kind of tap the brakes on what he had said earlier. I don't think he needed to. Uh, as we found out on the Fox broadcast right at the end, some of the USGA officials came on and they admitted that maybe a couple of the pin placements made the golf course or the golf course at least on Saturday unplayable. That wasn't the story that was with me. Um, the 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 biggest my biggest takeaway from the entire weekend was just how Phil Mickelson can do no wrong in Americana's eyes. They love this guy. Yep. They have no idea what he's truly like, because if he was, mm-hmm. uh, if they did have an inkling um, and did have some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that I believe I was you know, privy to from people who I think would know, um, look, a lot of people cheat on their wives, right? A lot of people run around, run, run around, but Tiger Woods was not the only one on tour to do this, just to let you know. Right. Uh, that's, I'll just leave it at that. But, look, golf has two words that I think people are missing here. There's no honor in football. No. No honor in basketball, baseball. There's no football etiquette. You don't hear a lot of NBA etiquette. Baseball etiquette? No. Yeah, well, a little bit. Baseball etiquette? Yeah. Do you? Got to play by the unwritten rules. Well, yeah, they have unwritten rules. I'll give you that. Etiquette, maybe, yeah. Not not the correct term. But golf has what, Trent? Golf has golf etiquette. Golf has honors. Yes. Phil Mickelson cheated. Yes. Phil Mickelson made a mockery of the sport, a sport that relies, well, baseball is to their records, golf is to etiquette. Mm-hmm. And what Phil Mickelson did was wrong. And if Patrick Reed does it on Saturday, Twitter goes nuts. Yeah. I don't have to tell you about the other guy who breaks Twitter had he done it because he would have broke Twitter. And you people that were sticking up for Phil Mickelson would have gone apoplectic had Tiger Woods done it. And you know that because yeah. it's true. So here we are, and there are different rules for different people. There are. And I think life is like that, unfortunately, a lot <laughs> of times. It is. Now, I remember when John Daly had something similar. Mm-hmm. Ball's rolling back at him. He just takes a whack at it to get it back up in the green. Well, it's big John Daly, and that's who he is, and we all kind of had a chuckle about that. But Phil Mickelson is about the rules. He is about the etiquette. He is about the game of golf. Mm-hmm. On an individual basis, I don't care because when I'm out there hacking around at Beaver Hills and shooting a 97. You're going to stop your golf ball. And walk it away happy. Right. If I'm playing at something like that, yeah, I'm ticked off and I'm doing that. Right. Give me a 10 and I'll walk off. And and that's it. This is the U.S. Open. Right. This is our country's major event. To do that in that spot... I don't care how upset you are. You can't You can't do, do it. it, Trent. Not in this sport. No. And you're right. It seemed like that was the guy that was the most willing to come to Phil's defense because somehow it's happened when he's played the game. Yeah. I'm assuming that person uh, also has the same take that college athletes shouldn't be paid because, after all, I have student loans. 
<laughs> right. right? It seemed like that's the same person that was the most willing to stick up for their guy, the white hat, the Mr. Do No Wrong, Phil Mickelson. Like, I'm not a film a hater. I'm a Tiger fan. I was always rooting for Tiger, not Phil. Mm-hmm. So that I want to get out there right now. I've never been a Phil fan myself. Right. Uh, the phoniness. You and I are, are uh, in the minority, yes. by the way. It always drove me crazy. The fake smile, the cheesiness, mm-hmm. walking up the 18th fairway. It just, it's, it felt so staged. It was so staged. It was. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned he's not a great guy. No. He's, he's not. My biggest takeaway from that, though, you mentioned Zach Johnson. I've heard nationally. Zach Johnson, I mean, you talk about no do no wrong in this state. Right. Beloved. I love Zach Johnson. I root for Zach Johnson every week, too. Known as a, a bit of a diva or a prima donna is the term I heard from two separate national golf people. Did you? And I haven't heard that about and, him. And I was, really? Hmm. I'd never heard that before. Now, of course, we're insulated inside right. of our state. Because you saw so the story this weekend, right? Yes. About the uh, the uh, the, uh, the kid reporter for Sports Illustrated. That, yeah. Right? Because when, when the media relations person went to Zach and said, would you do an interview? He turned it down. Mm-hmm. But then once he found out it was with a kid from Sports Illustrated, he was more than willing to accommodate. Well, it's kind of, well, I have to do that. You, yeah, I'm, yeah, now you, I'm starting to wonder. Yeah, you can't say no to that one. Mm-hmm. Because from, no, you can't say no to that. Right. You're right. From, it was, hey, you have a media request from Sports Illustrated from kids. Well, that it's not just kids writers there. Right. There's somebody that works for that magazine. Oh, I'm good. It's a 12-year-old. Oh, yeah. I'll I'm, do it. I'll do it. Yeah. But uh, when he was making his tweets and his uh, comments after the round on Saturday, I heard that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. A little bit surprised. That was the takeaway for me. Phil will be long remembered. More than Brooks Kepka, we will remember yes, that Yes, absolutely. I mean, I mentioned John Daly. I don't remember what even tournament that was that he was doing Nor that. Nor do I. But you remember that moment. That will be the moment. You won't remember the year. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll remember it was Shinnecock, but that's about it. Well, and you might remember just because of going back to back. It'll be tougher to forget Kepka. Now, normally I would agree with yeah. you 100%. Sure. But because Kepka put them back to back and he joins, uh, it was kind of weird. I wonder, did you see after the, did you see the trophy presentation? No. Nope. So Curtis Strange, who was the last guy to go back to back, was actually interviewing Brooks Kepka about, you know, is it sunk in? What's it like to go back to back? I wonder if Kepka knew that the guy interviewing him at that time was the last guy to do it. Probably. I, do you think he did? I bet he did. Now, didn't come. Well, he didn't. He didn't offer up. Well, you should know. You tell me. Yeah. <laughs> right. He didn't. That wasn't part of his answer. So sure. that made me wonder uh, if, if Kepka. But look, it was. Um, I was rooting for Dustin Johnson. Okay. Uh, I'll be honest. For you know, because we were in that stupid pool that you won. Good, you know, it's kind of like an annuity, right? You get four opportunities yeah. to get to get a group of your friend suckers um, and get them together and uh, form a pool. Because didn't you? You cashed in the Masters. I did. Yeah, you won the U.S. Open. Uh-huh. I'm assuming you've got the British Open. You're starting to maybe. Uh, expand on the group of friends just so you can get more money in the pool (laughs) that seemingly you find a way to win. Uh, You've had a great run so far. You're working on a grand slam for crying out loud. I'm I'm doing pretty well at golf. Golf golf has been, uh, and I went into Sunday, so I gave out my picks as I do before the majors, gave you guys three. I gave you, my favorite was Hendrick Stenson at Mm -hmm. 41. And you had a good chance going into the final round. Yep. My favorite 
was uh, Justin Rose. He was 14 to 1. Yeah, he kind of kicked it around he yesterday. Did, both him and Stenson. And then I have Tommy Fleetwood. Who was on fire. Who, I mean, I, I, well, if, if it was an actual ticket, I would have burned the ticket probably going yeah, into Sunday. Yeah, could have. Then he goes out and fires, and I'm just waiting. Kepka, 11. Give it back. That was unreal. Give it back. You fly the green. Yeah. You're up against this ridiculous. That level. won him the golf tournament, Trent, when he made that bogey putt. Got a bogey. And then was it 12 right afterwards, too? He got him some trouble? He sank a long par putt, par putt on, yeah. on 12. But just never would Mm-mm. give it back. Mm-mm. And you wonder if that news tightens how different it was. But I was captivated. I, I told you last week, I like this tournament in this fashion. I like it. Did you like Saturday? I did. Did you? I didn't. I It just... That's that's the test of golf that you get in this tournament. True. Is it is it a little rinky dink? Is it unfair? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're fine. Well, those two stiffs. Oh, I shouldn't say that. The, the, the final pairing from yesterday, and, oh. and, and God knows that if there what, what needs to come to to golf broadcasting is flex rules, because once it became apparent that Fiala and who's the kid he played with Pat Berger, yeah, uh, yeah, um, that these guys uh, had. The, the pressure was going to get there. Although Fiala hung around, I'll give him. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kepka, Kepka, and Dustin Johnson just need to wait on a tee box and let those guys play through, so Kepka and Dustin Johnson can take their rightful place as the final pairing. Because to me, there's I shouldn't say nothing worse. That's that's over the top. But to me, when you get a a winner that doesn't come from the final group, mm-hmm. it's so anticlimactic to watch the guys finish. Yep. You know, before you get the um, the celebration on the green or the presentation or whatever it is because, you know, you still got guys, guys, guys coming up 18. Um, so golf needs to come up with a way to flex the right guys into the – but point being back to Saturday. <laughs> make the turn, all right, we're going to try this Yeah, because yeah, you guys, you know, go grab something to eat. We're going to let these guys go through. Um, but back to Saturday, Fiala and Berger played so early that they played an entirely they different did. golf course yeah. than the leaders played, and it was – I mean, watching guys miss three-foot putts that would go by six, eight, ten feet. Mm-hmm. That's not right. That's not golf. Once a year. Yeah. Once a year. You're, you're not entertained. I, I like to see these guys frustrated like I am because, you know what? Even playing at a step meter, probably eight, at a local muni here, mm-hmm. I'm blown by a four-foot or eight feet. Oh, sure. <laughs> like, holy crap, how'd that happen? I, I've had the bad luck. One of the few times I've ever hit the stick in the air. My ball ended up in the sand trap. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, my memory, I have one of those memories. These guys have hundreds of memories. Dustin Johnson yesterday hit one yeah. for sure. Yeah. And Patrick Reed, I think, did too. He was, Johnson's was lucky that it stayed as close as it was. It really was because that thing was going. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. And he sunk the birdie putt. Uh, I yep. believe he sunk the birdie putt. He did. Because um, Johnson yeah. had to make two on 18, right? Yes. Had to make two. Right. He, Put it in there decently tight, but a course like this. Yeah, no, not going uh, to. He had his opportunities. Look, he, he yeah. had every opportunity. So many three putts this tournament for him, um, which, I mean, I, I, I always thought he was a better putter than that. Certainly his first two rounds, he putted the you-know-what out, yeah. out of the golf ball. But uh, on Saturday and Sunday, just couldn't get it going. And had what did he go into Saturday with, a four-shot lead? I think it was four yeah. going into Saturday, gave that up. I think he was six over on his round on Saturday. Could have been worse. Uh, I mean, Roy, uh, um, Ricky Fowler shot 85 on Saturday. 85 or 84. Came back yesterday with a 65. If he if he shoots a, a 74 on Saturday, yeah, 
I know there's no pressure on him on Sunday's mm-hmm. round, so you know it's kind of uh, apples and oranges. But point being, you know, he finishes with the same score that Kepka did in this golf tournament. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was a great. It's it's a it's a great great Father's Day weekend. Trying, I got to be honest. I probably watched sixteen hours of golf this weekend. Fourteen hours of golf this weekend. Really, I did. I sat down in my chair. I got home from my walk, showered, yeah. parked myself on the couch or in my chair and watched the whole thing start to finish. Any, Saturday, Sunday. Any soccer get a part You know of. what? I did. Uh, I watched my Icelandic squad. Yes. I watched a lot of that. That was, boy, oh, boy. Messi is so good, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. if there was a higher league, Messi would be in it. There's a few <laughs> of those guys. Neymar with uh, with Brazil. Of course, Ronaldo. Messi struggled early, though, in the match. Yeah, but man, he had his chances, and then how he missed that PK was just uh-huh. oof. I mean, he got a, the, the the Icelandic goalie guessed, and that's what you have to do in mm-hmm. that spot. You have to guess. He guessed right, but um, for them to be able to to pull out a, a draw, and then uh, what else? Uh, Mexico and Germany. I missed that one. We were at church, and then got home, and it was over. Right, that was probably the one of the weekend I was looking most forward to. And the did you see the the. Going into so it must have been Sunday morning's paper in Germany, mm-hmm. and I it was written in German, but it was paraphrased on Twitter. I'm going to assume that was true. You know what? Maybe I shouldn't do that. I think it was a I think it was a blue check mark. Apparently, the German newspaper splashed a sorry, but today we're building the wall. Oh, what went down that road, huh? <laughs> but not so fast. Well, <laughs> because the uh, the Mexican team was able to pull it off. That was a monumental upset. Um, the crowds are crazy. Mm-hmm. The commentators are spectacular. That's not the American, but the American ones are okay. But the guys that, that this is their sport, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, Telemundo or the, um, you know, whatever, whatever, um, guys that we normally don't hear, give them a listen. Yeah. <laughs> they are so into it. And especially the goal calls and, um, it, it's fun. It's fun. I like this tournament, Trent. I'm not. I'm not going to uh, try and hide it. I'm not going to be ashamed to say I like soccer. I do. You're a soccer fan. Yeah, for every four years. When I when I met you four years ago, well, we'd met before, mm-hmm. but got to know you. I never envisioned you being a soccer fan. Mm. I mean, you are. You're. You're a football guy, right? Yeah. You're horse racing, hockey. You're, you're old school. Yep. Soccer. I just never. Mm-hmm. I never in a million years would have imagined. And and I love every four years. I love the game. Yeah, I do too. And I'm I'm getting to the point where I want to adopt a Premier League team. I they're just I I get so jealous of the people who well, get, get up get Saturday morning. You get great coverage, Trent. That's yeah. just it. They get up Saturday morning, they go down, they have an ale, they have breakfast, yeah. they watch. It's done in an hour 45 minutes right. and you're on and you're along and here we go. I could add another layer to my sports fandom. So, but would you go for the beer at eight a.m.? I mean, do, is that well, a pretty yes. wet record? You have oh, to do yeah, that if is. you're going to watch soccer at that time. You have to. Have, now, would you have to have a Harps or a Smithix or oh, a I don't need Guinness or no, no, no? I don't need to be that crazy. Just a beer. Just, just have a couple. Get it going. I'm not wild in the beer. I don't do the craft beer thing or anything like that. I'll have a sour if I'm at one of those places. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, give me, give me something there that doesn't look black and make me nervous. There's there's something cool about that, and and it's happening right now. And uh, you know, I've talked to a few people, a couple bar owners. You get in crowds, no. That, well, there's no American teams, right? It just it's, and, it's and a bef- kicking the you know what? It is because you would build that up throughout. The U.S. is on plus. All right, hey, let's we're into the tournament. You're not getting that same kind mm-hmm. of buzz this year, and you're missing out, folks. If you're just looking for something, you have streaming Adopt capabilities Iceland. at work. Yeah, yeah, go with Iceland. 
I mean, the smallest population-wise country in the tournament by a long shot. And they're good. They are good. I mean, the, the, the coach of Iceland is not paid. He had to ask for time off from his job <laughs> to coach the national team in the World Cup. He's, not, he's, an, he's an unpaid position. These guys are not professional. There's no professional league there. They're semi-pros. No. Right. And they're competing at the World Cup level. At a high All level. of them are taking vacation to do this. Or certainly a lot of them. Right. It's crazy. And they're fun to watch and they're good. Now they got away with one because, man, oh, man, Messi and company, they were just turning up the pressure, yeah. weren't they? I thought there's no way they're going to escape. And then I still don't, I, I guess I don't like the additional time. I mean, a 90-minute game. Yeah. We're gonna, and then all of a sudden, it's it's and it's always five minutes, yeah. especially when your team's you know, trying to hang on. Um, it's never five minutes when your team needs to equalize or whatever. Uh, but, um, no, I enjoyed it. So it was it was soccer and golf and then Sunday night baseball for me, and I thought it was a, a, a great way to uh, to end a Father's Day weekend. Something a little bit different. It was different. Weekend. Yeah. That's okay. We can yeah. use those from time to time. Shake it up. Right. No NBA, no NHL. Of course, football's not here. Although, um, even, oh, as was... you, even, even as you approach elderly status, yeah, it's okay to shake it up. Yeah, that me off, by the way. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> I did see it. I can't remember. Was it Saturday it's Friday night? night? Friday night. So Stella and I spent the night together, oh, right? Okay. Yeah. So yep. I'm not a tweeter, especially when I'm drinking. That's that's and one Friday, of the things that you no, like I to stay rule. away from. Got a rule because you know it never ends up well. Sure. <laughs> so um, I guess there must have been there's a big there was a big beer fest event downtown or okay. something this weekend, and a couple of guys that I don't follow on Twitter, but um, a lot of people I do follow on Twitter retweeting or something. And uh, Stansberry from Cyclone Fanatic and uh, one of his buddies were tweeting about, I guess, that they were down at this beer event and some elderly, or not elderly, some, they called it like a 60-year-old person was catching, is the guy's name Sean Roberts, do you know? I don't know. I don't know either. And um, his eye and or was talking to him afterwards and, and one of them was, I'm paraphrasing, was kidding the young kid. Boy, you you're really hot with all the elderly crowd, and this person, the the, the six the sixty year old elderly crowd. I'm thinking to myself, elderly. I'm six months away from my sixtieth birthday. I'm not elderly. You don't feel. Elderly. I don't feel. I don't think I look elderly. I don't no, think I sound don't. elderly. No. But again, Stella and I had spent the night together. Right, the growler was empty, and uh-huh. it was. <laughs> and um, so you're fired up. You're well, tweeting mad. I was, but. Thankfully, before I clicked send, I took off the two end the two words that ended the tweet. Oh. So because that did that would have been odd. That would not have been me. But right, right. Um, yeah, I'm not elderly. Jimmy it, B is elderly. How old is he? Seventy what? Two. two? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think elderly. When I think elderly, I think kind of gray hair. You know, I'm probably I'm going to piss some gray hairs off now. Right, right. Some young whippersnapper, 59. Who does he think he is? Well, these two 20-somethings got in, got me going the other night. Elderly, my ass. <laughs> uh, I like to see you fired up from time I was, to time. but I shouldn't have been on Twitter <laughs> replying. And um, anyways, so we've got Matt Rudy coming up. Yep. Spent the uh, weekend at Shinnecock. We'll time. We'll have him opine. Um, Scott Dockerman is going to be here at 115, and then we're going to do more. On the Big Four and the PTL bidding farewell. Big Four after this year, the PTL is no more. Kevin Lehman coached in it for how long? Ten years? 
Something like that. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, probably right around that time. Did you use, before we were working, I used Kevin a lot during PTL season. He was, oh. Yeah, just to get, you know, because he's coaching the team, right? Yeah. So he would come on and, you know, uh, catch uh, catch the audience up to speed on the Hawkeyes and the Panthers were on the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll have him opine on that. Yeah. Uh, there was a good article, I think it's either today or yesterday's Waterloo Courier. Ben Jacobson was quoted mm-hmm. in the Waterloo Courier on what he thinks the future is as far as you and I. He wants two-for-ones. I mean, of course he does. Yeah. You know, if he wants, he wants home and home, but that's not going to happen. I'm not so sure two-for-ones are going to fly, Trent. Well, he should have maybe shot a little higher. And kind of the company line for the Missouri Valley the last 10 years has been only home and homes. Yeah. You shoot there, then you and get you a two-for-one. And you settle for two-one, for, one, for then, one, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm starting to think that this may be the last time we see the four in-state schools play. I mean, we're going to see Iowa and Iowa State on a yearly basis, but you know what I mean. The two, air quote, mid-majors go up against the clones of the Hawks. I think you'll see some contracts, but yearly, that's done. Yearly won't be done. So you're not not, uh, giving up hope that this thing is going to, that we've seen the last of it after this year? We'll see Iowa and Iowa State play Drake and you and I again in some capacity. Okay, 10 years? Yeah. Next decade? Yeah. We'll see it again. I hope you're right. Maybe it's a one-off game. Maybe it is a two-for-one. It'll come back in some capacity, though. Mm -hmm. It's good for the state. I mean, I feel bad for the UNI fans and the the, uh, Bulldog fans. Um, Anyways, we'll come back. We'll talk more golf with Matt Rudy. We'll get his take. Uh, It it seems like the media was more upset than Phil uh, than certainly the uh, people following the tournament on Twitter or watching it on television. Uh, we'll get Matt Rudy's take on that and uh, the entire tournament. What he saw as Brooks Kepka goes back to back. It was funny. Joe Buck was not uh, going to even go n- anywhere near who that woman was coming to uh, embrace Brooks <laughs> Kepka uh, after it became apparent he was going to win it after the faux pas last year when he identified the wrong girlfriend for Brooks Kepka. That. Uh, not one of Joe's finest moments. Stay away. Indeed, and he did yesterday. We'll come back with Matt Rudy. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I are here until 2 on 1700 KBGG. Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. Hey guys, Trent Condon back here once again. Want to tell you a little bit about New Leaf Wellness Center. New Leaf Wellness has helped me lose weight, gain endurance during workouts, and one of the biggest things, have energy all day long. No more lulls during the afternoon. Great program, great people at New Leaf Wellness Center. Check them out today at 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. And all summer long, giving away iCubs tickets. Find out how New Leaf Wellness can help you or give them a call at 515 515- 650-1358. That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a new leaf with New Leaf Wellness. The United States Track and Field Outdoor Championships are returning to Des Moines June 21st through the 24th. Over 1,000 of the best track and field athletes from across the country will compete at the historic Blue Oval at Drake Stadium. Get in on the action. Purchase tickets at draketicks.com slash USATF and find volunteer opportunities at catchdesmoines.com. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. 
I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. Paint pros know a lot about painting. It's why they're called pros, but their secret's out. And it's now at the Home Depot. Professional quality PPG timeless paint starting at just $33.98 a gallon. With complete one-coat coverage, interior and exterior, PPG is a brand trusted by paint pros for over 100 years. And now, it's your turn. Pro-grade PPG timeless paint starting at just $33.98 a gallon. Now, at the Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only. See store for details. Strong enough to pull a plane? Prove it! The Loesch Family Foundation presents the 5th Annual Plane Pull for Special Olympics Iowa on Saturday, June 23rd at the Des Moines International Airport. Teams of up to 10 will test their strength against a Delta airplane. SOIowa.org slash plane pull to register and create a fundraising page to collect donations online. Sign up today and make a difference in the lives of over 14,900 Special Olympic athletes in Iowa. The Plane Pull for Special Olympics Iowa on June 23rd. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. Not the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Since 1980, Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins has been Central Iowa's trusted local source for precious metals, rare coins, currency, and estate jewelry. Christopher's can help you invest in gold or silver and start or sell a coin collection. If you're looking for top value on family heirlooms, diamond and precious gem jewelry, or luxury watches, Christopher's trained staff will provide the information you need to sell with confidence. Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins. South of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher'sRareCoins.com. Baseball. Is there another professional sport that brings out as much passion and as many memories in their fans? Kevin the Flag Guy here. We love baseball at Heartland Flags. Go Reds. We know what the flag means and so do you. The classic pinstripes, the simple W, or the iconic throwback logos of your favorite team. Baseball is back and it's time to fly your favorite team's flag. Shop in-store, 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines, or online at heartlandflags.com. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa that can assist in your franchise needs. Rush Niggett of Brick Gentry PC provides law services for those involved in starting a franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggett can assist you in buying and starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school baseball season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry, PC, and Rush Niggett. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG.
All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Conner and myself with you until 2 o'clock. Senior writer, Golf Digest, Matt Rudy joins us. You can follow Matt on Twitter, at Rudy Writer, W-R-I-T-E-R, at Rudy Writer on Twitter. He was at Shinnecock this past weekend. He recaps the U.S. Open with us. Matt Trenton, Ken in Des Moines, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm uh, doing okay. I will... Uh... Unblistered for my weekend, but I'll, I think I'll survive. <laughs> I bet you are. Uh, by the way, I, outstanding tweet yesterday. Odds the podium slides right off the green during the trophy presentation. <laughs> uh, that one, uh, that one made me laugh. Good one. Um, so let's get to Phil Mickelson right off the bat. It, it seems like it's the longtime media members or media members that follow golf on a um, on an everyday basis that seemingly were more upset. I I didn't like it at all. I thought it was a um, you know, when golf has etiquette, golf has honor. Mm-hmm. Most sports don't have those. I guess at the end of the day, Mickelson is um, trying to lay blame on the fact that he knew about this rule, that he's been wanting to do it in the past. It just didn't pass the smell test for me, Matt Rudy. I didn't like it. Where do you stand on it? Oh, I don't think there's any question it was a bad look. Uh, I think it's it's a matter of losing composure you know, i think it was uh i mean i was walking around out there on on saturday and the the usga lost the golf course so the, everything was crispy and and uh, i think it was more of a punishment for the for the leaders because it, it affected them the most later in the afternoon but it certainly was a factor all the way down through the field and i think when you're mickelson and you're 48 you feel like you're you, you don't have unlimited years ahead of you and and trying to win one of these things to, to feel like it's being "Quote unquote," taken from you, and, and you could argue that it wasn't—you know—he took it from himself by playing bad. But if you feel like an opportunity has been taken from him because the the setup is kind of amateurish, then I, I think you, you couple that with some bad play, and you can see the that bubbling over point. I mean, I, I, I don't think he was cheating. I don't think that him making a ten or an eight or a fifteen on that hole was going to have any impact on anything whatsoever. What had more impact is the. The fact that the, the the greens were so crusty by the end of the day that the leaders got squished back into the pack with everybody else. That was a much bigger problem to me than what one guy decided to do to hit a moving ball. So is this going to lead? I, I saw a professional golfer, and I can't remember who it was, say at Augusta, and you hit one, and looks like it's going into the water back on the other side. You're hitting from one side of the green, and you run over and chase it down and knock it back as it's still rolling. I'm I mean, doesn't it make good sense instead of having to do that and go to the drop zone just to do that going forward for everybody? I guess, uh, I mean, if, he, if Phil was going to pick a rule to do that, way, he should have declared the ball unplayable because then he could have putted it from the previous position. Uh, I mean, you can take any of those things to an extreme, and I think your original point is right on. It's, it's, it's a game of, uh, you know, class and honor, and it's not a good look. Now, does that mean it's cheating or against the rules or, or you know, something other than a frustrated guy, I, I, I don't think I would make as much of it. I, I think there are a lot of other things that players do in general that are worse, quote-unquote, in terms of the rules than what Phil did. If you leave, if you leave your ball behind the hole and, and, and to backstop another player's ball, that's a much bigger deal in terms of protecting the field to me than whacking a ball that's rolling down the hill and taking a 10. 
Uh, Matt, did you have an opportunity to speak or to ask the opinion of uh, any of the uh, other guys on tour? Um, and I'm sure that at the time they didn't know what gone on, but I'm sure pretty quickly after the round it became uh, apparent what had happened. Um, did, did any uh, did any of the players who participated, did they opine? I know that um, a couple of guys did. I think Lee Westwood clearly did. He brought up the Masters and what would happen on the 15th. But did anybody who was playing uh, offer an opinion on what Mickelson did? Everyone is pretty cautious, and I think it's because the way things are scrutinized now, there's so much video, there's so many there's so many people with cell phones, there's so much, I mean, there's, there's so many eyes on a tournament, you can make an honest honest mistake, you can try to do something sneaky. I mean, there, there's lots of opportunities for someone to, to, to hit you with a, with a and I gotcha. And, um, and I also think that there was some, uh, I don't know if sympathy is the right word, but you know, you're, you're looking at a guy get frustrated about the conditions, and that was a lot of players. And, and, and if the USGA's goal was to find out who could deal with the frustration of the course setup as one of the hallmarks of who should be champion, they, they got what they wanted because there was a lot of anger about the setup on Saturday. So, so was it weird to see a guy whack a ball that was rolled down the green? Absolutely it was. And it was weird to see it come from a guy who's you know, one of the superstars of the sport. But in the context of the frustration that was caused by the, by the, the course setup, I don't think uh, anybody was too surprised. The local guy here from the state of Iowa, Zach Johnson, he was pretty outspoken uh, about the course conditions, especially on Saturday, and, and some frustration started to come out from him. He said, quote, they lost the course. With that, I uh, was a bit surprised because of where we are. Zach Johnson, a beloved figure in our state, few people on the national level called him a bit of a prima donna on tour. What's the thought process of Zach Johnson? Give us some insight that we don't hear inside the state of Iowa. Well, I don't think Zach's a prima donna at all. And actually, I think the news of him making those comments was news because of who was making those mm. comments. He's not a guy who, who pops off in the media and says things that, you know, just kind of, you know, kind of tossed off statements. You know, he's not Ian Poulter, a guy who's outspoken <laughs> and says things, you know, whether they're right or wrong is a whole other conversation, but you would expect it from somebody who's used to making waves and is, and is okay with that in the media. That's definitely not Zach. I, and I definitely wouldn't call him a prima donna. I would call him right. I think he was no. he was expressing the frustration that a lot of players have. And I think Dustin Johnson put it very well. He was a guy who was leading the tournament and essentially had that lead taken away from him by the way the course was set up. And he said, I don't have any problem with difficult. You know, I don't have any problem with really fast greens. I think everybody's ready for hard, but uh, you know, the, the, a place like Augusta National, for example, gets set up very is very difficult. It's a very difficult challenge, uh, but I think everybody knows what they're getting into, and there's some consistency from hole to hole, and there's some consistency year to year. And I think everybody feels like the folks at Augusta National have very good control over that golf course. If they get monsoon rain, if they get super high winds, if the temperatures are in the 50s or the 60s, I think everybody's very convinced that the people controlling the golf course know how to present a setup that isn't easy but is fair to everybody, whether you tee off at 7 o'clock in the morning or you tee off at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And I don't think that's what's happened at the U.S. Open. I think the, the players that played, and I was out there walking with them, the players that played on Saturday in the, in the late afternoon got jobbed. I mean, they... they you know, they faced conditions that were dramatically different than the players who played earlier in the day. And to me, that's patently unfair because 
those are the players who played well the first two days to, to, to get into the position they were in. And it had the effect of flattening the field so that the leaders came back to the pack. And all of a sudden you had two players that were miles out of the league. Tony Finau, for example. You know, players who played great rounds or Daniel Berger. They played great on Saturday early in the day. All of a sudden they're in the lead because everybody else backed up because of the condition. Uh, Ricky Fowler shot an 84. I'm guessing the last time he did that maybe he was 10, maybe 9. Um, <laughs> but I'm assuming it's been a long time. He was 19 shots better yesterday, Matt. Just goes to prove your point, just how unfair it was. But, I, I mean, the, the cameras quickly, um, Fox quickly uh, forgot Ricky Fowler's group on Saturday. Why wouldn't it They become, when it became so apparent that he was having such a struggle? How in the world does Ricky Fowler shoot 84? Well, how about Tommy Fleetwood? Tommy Fleetwood might be the best ball striker on the planet, both off the tee and with his irons. And he shot 78 mm-hmm, on Saturday. Yeah. He was right in the teeth of that of that tough stretch in the afternoon. And he comes out, and he's two eight-foot putts away from shooting 61 on Sunday. Right. So, uh, I mean, if you, if you need evidence that it was really difficult in the afternoon, that's, I think that's all the evidence you need. And and the truth of the matter is, if you're sitting there on sa- on Saturday afternoon at a major and you're talking to the executive director of the USGA and you're talking about the golf course setup, it's, a, it's already a failure. You should be talking about Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka and the leaders and the mm-hmm. players who could win and what a cool event this is and, wow, we're set up for this fantastic finish. Instead, you have somebody in a suit and a tie in the press room explaining <laughs> why right. the golf course wasn't the way it should be. Well, we get 10 minutes into this conversation and we still haven't even really talked about the champion, Brooks Kepka, back-to-back <laughs> U.S. Opens. He's yoked up there, one of the young guys that isn't mentioned in the same breath. How much higher can he, what kind of a name brand can Brooks Kepka become going forward and, and his game over the long haul, over the next five, eight, ten years, however you want to put it, how much more is there in your mind? Well, there's exactly three players in their 20s who have more than one major. Rory McIlroy is one, Jordan Spieth is one, and now Brooks Kepka is the third one. Mm-hmm. So the first two guys are, are pretty well-established name brands, and I think the only thing holding Brooks Kepka back is he's not a particularly chatty guy. You won't mm. see him doing a lot of advertisements and all that kind of thing, not because he's not smart or because he doesn't have interesting stuff to say. I've actually spent some time with him because I do stuff with his coach, Claude Harmon, in Golf Digest. He's a terrific guy. He's a huge sports fan, and he's a cosmopolitan guy because he started his career. He didn't get his PGA Tour card in his first go-round, so he went and played in Europe for a year and drove himself around Europe and, and ate the food and met some different people around the world. And so I think the approach he has and the and how he looks at the world is a little more sophisticated than a lot of 28-year-olds. And, and I think the, the sky's the limit. I mean, this is a guy who hits the ball. The harder he swings, the straighter he hits it. Wow. When you're playing in majors, that's a, pretty good, uh, <laughs> that's a pretty good weapon to have at your disposal. And also he shows that he can, he can keep the ball under control. I literally just finished writing a piece with Claude Harmon for our website that's going to go up here in a few minutes about how he hit these knockdown shots, like on 16, a little little three-quarter nine-iron that he hit in there to three feet to make the birdie that ended up winning the tournament for him. So I think the sky's the limit for him. Uh, I wasn't aware, and certainly after the first 36 holes, Dustin Johnson putted the ball very well. Uh, it certainly uh, escaped him on Saturday, and then again on Sunday, the three putts really killed him. Is putting uh, a weakness in Dustin Johnson's game like it appeared to be on the fi- on Saturday and Sunday? Oh, I don't think so at all. I think it's it's really difficult when all of a sudden you go from feeling confident and putting 
quote-unquote offensively, you know, where you're trying to make putts, to all of a sudden lagging six-footers. I mean, that's, that's very difficult to do, and it's really hard to keep your composure when you, you make a lot of strokes that would seem to, you know, that you think are going to make the ball go in the hole and they don't produce the outcome you want. And that's the challenge of playing in that event. It's to keep your composure while that happens. And and Dustin Johnson is terrific at keeping his composure. You'll never see him get super upset. But internally, that's something that wears on every player. And if you don't get some breaks and you don't hit some shots, for example, you could be in perfect position, you know, 10, uh, 10 feet below the hole and have a realistic shot to make it and hit a seemingly great shot three feet above the hole or just in the wrong spot where there's some patchy grass or, or you know, the, the quality of the green isn't exactly what you want it to be, you could miss some little putt like that, like DJ did on Sunday. And it just it, and it drains you because you know how many great shots you have to hit to get into that, into that position. That's what makes the U.S. Open so hard. And, and you know, Dustin Johnson's won a U.S. Open. He's hit some amazing shots under pressure in a lot of different tournaments. And there's a reason he's the number one player in the world. I, I don't think he's going to take anything more from this than he can't wait to go play Carnoustie in a, in a couple of weeks. Hmm. Uh, did, was there a point, and it certainly seemed like, what, what did Patrick Reed birdie five out of his first seven holes? Had it going on? Uh, did you think, or were the galleries, people there, did they kind of get the feel like, oh, my God, the Masters winner may come back and pull this off? Oh, absolutely. And I think when you watch that Ryder Cup match that he had with Rory McIlroy, He's clearly a guy who thrives on that, you know, the adrenaline and the and the and the, the momentum that comes from making birdies and you know birdies in bunches. And I think that's the hallmark of his game. But the, the way that golf course was set up, you could make just a little mistake and just trickle, you know, a few feet in, you know, off of the fairway into a, a rugged lie, and it's really easy for that momentum to get sapped. And that that what that's what makes. Rounds like Fleetwood so amazing. He made eight birdies. And to make eight birdies on that golf course with the trouble that's around there, uh, it, it's tough. It's not, it's not like Augusta National where you can maneuver and make a par. I mean, it, you're either going to make a birdie or you're going to make a, a bogey or an other. <laughs> I, I think it was easy to do, do, do those things. Than to, than easier to do that than to make a par. So, so, I mean, Patrick Reed, I admire that guy's game a lot, and I admire his attitude because he's not afraid of anything and leaving aside the physical skills that every tour player has if you can play without fear Zach Johnson plays that way too if you can play without fear and say if I do my thing you know, I'm going to make it hard for these guys to beat me those are the ones that have multiple major winning careers the gallery you you brought that up Ken mentioned that with Reed and heard a couple of uh, disappointing things Got a bunch of New Yorkers, got a bunch of, well, rich people in the Hamptons there. What, what did you think of the crowd overall? Well, I don't know if it was New Yorkers or rich people or what, but there certainly were a lot of clowns out there. Yeah. I was out there working, and I live in Connecticut, so it was, it's a close, it was a close trip. My wife and my three little girls came to walk around as spectators, and there were plenty of times when my wife had to cover the ears of one of our kids because there were a lot of, there was a lot of bad language and I mean, I grew up in a factory town. I'm not. I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm some prude when it comes to language, but but it's just it was constant and it's it's shouting at players and they gave you know Ian Poulter a lot of garbage and 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 I think it detracts from the event. I'm all in favor of sports freedom. You, know, you should be able to go and register your happiness and your discontent, but just the constant barraging of players with you know insults and 
and yelling swear words and stuff like that. It, it does get old. There's no question about it. Great stuff, Matt Rudy. We'll talk to you before the British Open. If not before, we'll look for that piece later on today at golfdigest.com. Thank you for what you do for us. We'll talk to you in, uh, in a couple of weeks. You bet. See ya. Thank you. Matt Rudy, Golf Digest senior writer who spent the weekend at Shinnecock. And off we go to Carnoustie in about a month, Trent Condon. So, speaking of the crowds, picked up a few things were picked up. Well, how about the Fox broadcast yeah. on Saturday? That's yeah. not good. Was it Friday or Saturday that that audio of those? There's a lot of, well, the ones with Reed. Oh, no, I'm talking about these, these two guys. You know, I'm not sure you know what I'm sp- no, referring to. Yeah, then. No. Uh, Reed, you know, a couple of guys were calling him Cookie Monster. I got a kick yeah, out of that. Yeah. But then I heard, where's your family? Oh, no. Come, yeah, come on. No, not no, cool. no, no, not cool. Yeah, that's that's. I, I agree with you, especially. That's going too far. That's the Phoenix Open, Trent. Right, right. right. Not, not the, the US not Open. the U.S. Open. Yep. Uh, we'll come back. We'll finish up the hour. It's the Ken Miller Show. Um, I was going to say the Ken Miller Golf Show. We've done a lot of golf <laughs> here have, today, but it's the U.S. Open for crying out loud. Uh, Scott Dockerman is here at one fifteen or thereabouts. Kevin Lehman at one thirty. We'll do some in-state basketball with the PTL and the Big Four with Kevin before we get out of here at two. Uh, We'll be back on 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Summer is here, and when the storms hit and your roof leaks, it's time to call Wolf Construction. From a complete re-roof to just fixing that leaky roof. The roofing staff has experience working with many different roof systems with Wolf Construction and a knowledge of how the roof system works best for your home. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-225-8866 or online wolfconstruction.net Imagine that there's a place where you can have a good time and do good too. At the Blank Park Zoo, you can. There's a whole world of animals to discover. Tons of fun things to do and so many cool things to see. And the whole time you're having fun, you're actually helping animals. How awesome is that? Every trip to the zoo is an adventure and a chance to help threatened wildlife everywhere. Imagine that. Save more with Liberty Mutual Insurance. Hey, Todd, Liberty Mutual just saved me $782. Liberty did what? Yeah, it's a lot of money. Maybe I should switch to Liberty Mutual. Visit us online to... Hey, stop echoing. Sorry. Visit us online to get a quote, and you could save $782. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Based on a recent countrywide new customer survey, coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, equal housing insurer. When posting on most job sites, you get candidates. I'm the sales director. I'm the sales director director you're looking for. But when you post on Indeed.com, you get the candidates just right for you. I'm a sales director with an MBA, over 10 years experience, who's also fluent in Japanese. With Indeed, you can add screener questions for a less time-consuming route to your short list of qualified candidates. Arigato. Hiring's better when you've got your short list. Save time on hiring when you post a job on Indeed. Get started today at Indeed.com slash hire. Ever wonder why Miller High Life is called the champagne of beers? Because it's a flavorful, easy-drinking beer with a perfect storm of tiny champagne-like bubbles. And it's been that way since 1903. If you've got the time Welcome to the High Life We've got the beer 
2018 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Drink high life responsibly. of people will create a world without type 1 diabetes. We're the lift each other up type. The more determined than you think type. The type that will walk for life-changing research and stop at nothing until type 1 becomes type none. Join a JDRF walk near you so one day you could say, I helped turn type 1 into type none. Take the first step at walk.jdrf.org. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu, made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. Bennigan's is a proud sponsor of high school baseball on 1700. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Welcome back as we uh, finish up the first hour of the program. It must be summer. We spent the break going over Cap City League box scores. What'd you find, Trent Condon? Who stood out to you? Well, I Tyreek LaCour. I, that's uh, a guy at the high school level that we've been keeping our eye on, a guy I think we're both rooting for. Yeah, absolutely. We, we root for those kids at North, and he had a really good performance. 27 points, shot it well from both the outside and in the lane. I hope that big D1 offer comes from this mm. summer. He is... Improved not just as a basketball player, but as a leader on the floor. I saw that last season out there. I hope that big offer comes his way. And if not, hey, maybe stay close to home. Just go to Drake, right? That'd be awesome if you yeah. did. But uh, uh, Iowa, Iowa State, oh, they're still sniffing around. Are they? Good. Performance like that certainly can't hurt. No, absolutely can't. Uh, uh, Horton Tucker, just watching yeah. the highlights on Cyclone Fanatic, um, they tweeted them out. <laughs> Fun to, I mean, look, we don't know what they're doing, but he's got some athleticism, Trent. That yeah. part we do know, and that comes uh, jumped off my Twitter feed. We will come back with the 1 o'clock hour. Scott Dockerman, Landa 10, is going to be here. We'll get into the Hawks had some not the best recruiting news for them so far. Uh, Iowa State had good recruiting news for them here today as they got an athlete from California, a three-star, by the name of Leonard Glass committed today, 2018 Fast kid. is what I, I saw from Alex Halstead. Alex Halstead called him speedy California athlete, Leonard Glass. We'll come back to two, uh, the 1 o'clock hour is next. Trent and I till 2 on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right than you, 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. 
Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa that can assist in your franchise needs. Rush Niggett of Brick Gentry PC provides law services for those involved in starting a franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggett can assist you in buying and starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school baseball season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry, PC, and Rush Niggett. I'm KFC's Extra Crispy Colonel, and you're the extra busy regular person who has to make dinner for a family of four. But you can shirk that responsibility because my Extra Crispy $20 fill-up from KFC contains eight pieces of freshly double-breaded Extra Crispy chicken, four biscuits, two orders of mashed potatoes, and a side of coleslaw for just $20. That'll feed them. KFC, it's extra crispy good. Pricing and participation may vary. Tax and substitutions extra. Save more with Liberty Mutual Insurance. Hey, Todd, Liberty Mutual just saved me $782. Liberty did what? Yeah, it's a lot of money. Maybe I should switch to Liberty Mutual. Visit us online to... Hey, stop echoing. Sorry. Visit us online to get a quote, and you could save $782. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Based on a recent countrywide new customer survey, coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, equal housing insurer. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity's new Restore is now open in Urbandale. Donations of home improvement items to Restore are sold to the public to support Habitat's mission of 